podcast. Welcome back, my friends. <laughs> okay, Quimby. <laughs> to the Welcome podcast back, that never ends. <laughs> We're so We're glad. here. <laughs> we are so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. Vote for me. I'm Mayor Quimby. I'll lead the way. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, the front runner. I mean, I know this movie, this wasn't the movie about Tank Kennedy uh, driving off a fucking bridge with a with a drunk chick. No, that um, would be. <laughs> I, I saw that, that movie. That though. would be the bridge runner. That was a good movie. It wasn't bad. I've but, I've I've heard. Um, what was it called? Chapquitic or whatever. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I forgot. It Is was that what it's called? Yeah, Chapquitic. Yeah. I would. That was just right off. Because that's where it happened. So I had Jason Clark. Yeah, um, play uh, Ted Kennedy. Except we're not we're not reviewing Chappaquiddick. I know, but it's, I can't remember. I, I can't believe that I remembered that. It, it was a big thing when it happened. I guess. You yeah, know? but I did not cheat on my wife. <laughs> I did not. I did not cheat on my wife. I am a blue blooded American. I'm a Kennedy <laughs> from Massachusetts. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Onassis is not my brother-in-law. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So now we're doing the front runner this time. So uh, yeah, there we go. Um, did uh, I don't think uh, um, Gary Clark had a uh, had a. He didn't have the uh, Boston accent, right? He was from somewhere else, right? Gary Clark. You mean or Gary Hart? Gary Hart. You know from, something from Colorado. I'm mixing them all the fuck up. All right. <laughs> all right, Gary Hart from Colorado. <laughs> from Colorado. <laughs> Are you as yeah? This is based on the events from uh, from the '80s, which uh, you know what I didn't. You made me realize some stuff about this because I didn't know because I just watched like a quick like his um, his concession speech, you know, and everything when he just decided not to run again and uh-huh. and uh, and everything and <laughs> and I mean, you know, I, I bought into it because he sounded like a very well versed man. He sounded genuine as fuck, but apparently he he. He's he's was passing the dick around a lot. Yes. So um, you know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean, I I like how the movie handled it. Like the movie handled it in a way where it was, you knew he was cheating, but they never have his character just come out and flat out fucking say it. You know what I mean? They literally said it on the screen when she said, "I allowed you your transgressions." She said, "I told you not to embarrass me." Okay, I'm going to say it again. He never came out and flat out said, I cheated. Not one fucking time. And I liked how they did that because you've never seen him ever admit ever that no, he did. The way that you were saying it was yeah. not how you just yeah. said it. I mean, look, you know he did, but I'm just, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that they never, like, it's like their way of getting away with having a movie where it, you know, your, your home was 100% positive that he cheated, but they never have him admit he cheated. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they admitted he cheated when she said, I allowed you to your transgressions, don't embarrass me. That is fucking admitting it. Right there, flat out. There is no denying that. I allowed you to do this, do not embarrass me. Boom. So, but to go back on what you said, mm. Gary Hart or Hugh Jackman's character never said he cheated. Yeah, never so, once. And he was very defensive I'll, about it. I'll back you up on that. He's very fucking defensive it, about and it. Yeah. It's, it's not cheating when your wife... Says it's okay as long as you don't get it's caught. It's like the rock star wife thing, right? You know, it's like she knows yep. that it's going to get thrown at him, so might as well just fucking, you know, just don't embarrass me. Don't, don't fucking, don't, you know, screw the family over, right? Yeah. So, um, 
yeah. So this whole thing pretty much deals with the the uh, the span of just like four years, right? Where he um, he runs for president and then you know loses and then he runs again, or, or yeah, it. Uh, I think it takes place over eight years because he um, he was running like in '84 and then he ran again in '88, <coughs> or some shit like that. So four eight years. Yeah. Yes, it, I say eight years, but really it's four years because. Uh, Let's see. Um, yeah, losing the 1984 nomination to VP Walter Mondale. Yeah. So he was running. So, yeah, let's call it eight years from 1980 through 1988 is pretty much when this film takes place. It's just a short bit at the beginning mm. in the early 80s, you know, when he's running with, against Walter Mondale. Yeah. And then after that, it's the presidential candidate stuff. Yeah, I, I, I like the how it just kept jumping around to all these different people that were involved in one way or another. <laughs> you know, his political planners and his his campaign people and and then all of the reporters and, and, and news uh, news venues and everything. It just how it was all over the place with everybody. Um, you know, so you saw all the people in one way or another that were involved with all these events and just hearing their takes on it. Yeah. Well, and what I liked about it, so, I mean, and we're, we're jumping all around, but... That's fine. I mean, I, I like, politics are boring anyway. Yeah, I like <laughs> the fact that uh, they they made the Washington Post be this stand-up news organization. <laughs> uh, well, at the time, they were. Yeah. You know, they... Before they, they tried to charge you a dollar for every fucking article? That has nothing to do with it. I'm being an asshole. Go ahead. But... They, um, you know, having to deal with, uh, hold on a second, where is his name? Uh, Bob Woodward. Okay. So they, they had Spencer Garrett play Bob Woodward, who was a Washington reporter. Who He's the guy that um, broke the whole Nixon thing, right? Okay. Watergate? Yeah. So Deep Throat, Woodward and um, Bernstein. That's who it was. And All the president's men. <laughs> so you have, you have the Washington Post... As this, they're the they're they're the gold standard of reporting at this moment in time, and then you have the Miami Herald or whoever it is, right? It's the yeah. Miami Herald. Hold on a second, I just got to double check that. Yeah. So you have the Miami Herald who is trying to climb this this trash heap yeah. or the gold to get to the to be this gold standard, yeah. and they're the ones that break this whole story where Donna Dixon, not Donna, <laughs> Donna Rice. <laughs> I have Bill Dixon and Donna Rice on my screen. Yeah. We have Donna Rice supposedly yeah. calling this reporter at the at the at, at at the Washington Post and then uh and then uh this other reporter at the Miami Herald and the Miami Herald picks up on the story and literally, you know, well takes takes Gary Hart literally when they say, you know, public, when he, when he challenges the press and public to follow him around when he's not campaigning on weekends, right? Yeah. So what I find awkward is uh, Donna Rice is the president and CEO of a company called Enough is Enough. <laughs> <laughs> she got her, she got her stake it's in there. It's a nonprofit organization whose stated purpose is to make the internet safer for families and children. Fuck off. Yeah, nonprofit organizations have tax write-offs, then they end up making money because of those. Played a role in the passage of the Communications Decency Act, the Child Online Protection Act, and the Children's Internet Protection Act. Uh, look, right now, as I'm looking at it, it shifted, it shifted its anti-pornography mo- movement 
um, but shifted his focus in 94 to confront online pornography, child pornography, child stalking, and sexual predation. Bullshit. I have never heard this organization once step forward to help anybody in the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. to help help, uh, fight uh, uh, trafficking, child trafficking, or to help fight uh, child pornography. Not once have I heard this organization jump to the front of the line to do shit about shit. This is a fake organization. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's garbage. The organization's co-founder and first president, D. Jepson, uh, who is a former U.S. senator, uh, wife of Roger Jepson, plus uh, Sarah Blanken and Monique Nelson. This is nothing more than a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. Former U.S. senators' wives putting together an organization. Now, the, organiza- the idea behind the organization is a great idea. Fine, I'm good with that. Don't get me wrong. Okay, you're not going to be able to confront and fight online pornography. Can't. Yeah. The three biggest websites out there hmm. tell you differently. Yes. X videos, X hamster, Pornhub. Pornhub. Yeah. Done. <laughs> but fighting child porn, child stalking, sexual predation, stuff like that, I'm all behind. Yeah. We're all behind it. We do compelled. You know. Yeah. But I'm I'm sitting here um, reading this. This, uh, that it was founded in 1992, but shifted its focus in 1994 to f- confront online pornography, child pornography, child stalking, and sexual predation. So I don't know about you. I don't know when you had the Internet available to you, but, like, 94 was early, 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 super early Internet. Yeah, Windows 95, fucking Rolling Stones song on the commercial. I remember that shit. That was, like, the revolutionary moment. For the internet, for for the average person, for mainstream, uh, for mainstream, not fucking tech whiz people like you. I'm talking about regular people. I don't even know if it was that early. I mean, but you may be right. It's let's see. Um, I remember those fucking if you stop me up, ninety-seven. But that was Windows ninety-five. Yeah, that has nothing to do with internet. Well, that was literally Windows ninety-five. Yeah, but I mean, it made it so that everyone was starting to you know integrate into the internet with that. No, it didn't. That had nothing to do with the internet. The Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones selling their song to Microsoft had everything to do with Windows and not the internet. That was what it was about. Okay, but once Windows existed, that's when people started doing a lot of shit online. That's no, when that's all, not the, true. all the online companies started nope. being created. That Absolutely wrong. Wrong. Windows came out like in the fucking 80s, dude. It's been, Windows has been around for 38 years now. Okay. The internet that we are used to looking at where you go, you want to find something, you can find it, right? When did that start? I, I'm trying to figure that out. And I don't mean just like little codes on a screen. I'm talking about actual fucking images and, and information. Because from my... I Look, I know I don't, I don't want to debate this with you because you've been in this shit for a long time. So I, That's why I'm trying to figure I'm, out. 94 seems... Uh, August 6, 1991. Exactly 20 years ago, the World Wide Web became publicly available. So, twenty years ago, well, from two thousand eleven. Well, twenty years ago. That's, yeah, that's an old article. <laughs> yeah, that's from two thousand eleven. So add eight years. So twenty eight years ago. So what I said about thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even hearing about it uh, until until the fucking until the Windows ninety five came out, and then all of a sudden it was like this whole new world kind of thing. So I mean, look, I, I, in ninety five I was like seventeen, eighteen, depending on what time of year it was, but. Still, I it's, it, I was the average person, and that was my first time ever learning about this shit. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Teens react to Windows 95. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn. Fucking discs. God, Net Zero and fucking America Online and, and dial up. Oh, Net Zero. God damn. America Online dial Remember up. I went to rotten.com and because I, I had this morbid phase and I, every time I wanted to look at a picture of something, it would take... I think it would take like 10 minutes to a, like a half an hour for one picture to download on the yeah. screen. It was <laughs> fucking horrible. We were we were using America Online mm-hmm. as as soon as 88 or 89 me me and Nick. Um so and that and and the World Wide Web was available on America Online, but mostly we just dicked around there. Um What did it look like at that time? Like that. Like that. Really not anything different. There's your chat. There's your preferences. That's, you know, the page is computing, entertainment, families, kids only, buddies online, personal fine lance, AOL Today, shopping, computing, entertainment. <laughs> so there's there's your answer. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, just based off of my own personal experience, that Windows 95 is like what opened it up to like everybody. Well, not really, but close enough. I'm not, it, it's... Like yeah. me, I just mean it like you're it, looking it, at four years difference. You know, it just looked like it, that's when it made really full on mainstreamed for everybody. Um, know? yeah, you know what? I, you know, I, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, it's just it's like I said, it's a, a three four year difference. Yeah. Is and, I, and I know over time, not that big over time, there's more and more, you know, it became larger and larger. And so, when we want to start, you know, when the first it was just, you know, what was it phone code over over phone line? You know, that was the first like internet, right? No. But close enough. <laughs> so let's see. So, you know, and then just it just no. There, there were gigantic servers called BBS, bulletin board systems. Uh-huh. Um, if you look at classic BBS, classic BBS uh, computer sites. So yeah, B. So that's kind of <laughs> what you get right there. So what you would do is <coughs> you would. That's uh, not going to help me. Hold on a second. No, that looks like my old place. <laughs> I've got one of each. <laughs> uh, there, that's kind of what. That's kind of like the system I had, <laughs> with the exception of the flat screen, which is this is um, when you log. There we go. This is what I wanted. So when you called, you, you could you, you could go to the bookstore, grab a magazine, and would have a list of all the BBSs that you could call in the area. Okay. okay. And those BBSs would have different types of things on them. Like some would have MUDs, you know, multi-user dungeons. Some would have, you know, they have Fido News, which is the news site, FidoNet News. BBS ads, East Star, uh, see FD Echo, uh, Cooking, DeBridge, Asian Link, Antiques, Asian Link, uh, Windows, Other Nets, Funny Sync Data. Now some of them would do like here. Is this it? Juicy Facts. <laughs> Fuck, man. So you get, you know, last callers, configuration systems, fun and games, file base. Um, well, it was all based off of, I think it was all based off of Unix. Not all of it, but um, this is this is what you would get, you know. Show the release list, text search release list, and you could log in and download tons of fucking stuff. I mean, literally, like, games, music, whatever. Yeah. And uh, if you had the space, you could do it. So so you would do, here's, uh, here's Telehack port th- S3. 
and you would just you would just like on a regular system you would just get um you would get a, a um a dialer program whatever whatever you got right yeah. um some of us had custom dialer programs some of them had you know uh just the regular dialer programs and then you would just you would type in a code type in the phone number yeah you're basically programming it you know and then from there uh it would uh let's see here how to dial into a bbs yeah the telnet guide so you would actually have to type in like telnet and then here we go so when you dialed into it i think you had to type in telnet and then one plus the number so it'd be like a 916 number right 9165551212 and then it would it would pop up with something like this and see and i've been on this website the keep <coughs> or in this on this bbs so you you could do electronic mail form and message boards library files online games matchmaker user registry calendar internet services chat rooms account settings here's the rules quick scan forms etc 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 and then you would just make your selection and go from there and and the nice thing about it is uh, with all of that stuff being done, that wasn't the only one that you could connect to. I mean, you, there was millions of them that you could connect to in your state, yeah. you know, or throughout the country if you wanted to pay the fucking access fees. And then from there, that's how it, it slowly that system became the Internet. Instead of having to dial in, now you just, you know, watch, you know, if I type in uh, <laughs> keep BBS... And then with Windows 95, Skynet was online. Exactly. <laughs> See? There it is right there. Boop. See? And that's the, that's the modem. And they're in Beaverton. And they still have a website. Click me. See? I mean, damn. So you just witnessed it over all those years, just how much more it was, it was evolving. Uh-huh. And when AOL came online, <coughs> that was revolutionary. It was like, holy shit, there's graphical interface. And then AOL had games. Like, you could go and play Neverwinter Nights. Neverwinter Nights AOL. And I wanted if, to play that game that was on uh, Big with Tom Hanks. You know, the Ice Scepter? Oh. The, the, the Ice King. They showed uh, it right at the beginning of the movie and near the end. I don't think that game exists. It's <laughs> custom made for them. But uh, Never Neverwinter Nights was a game you could play and it was based off of the tile games that uh, w- um, were made by uh, TSR and Strategic Simulations. Yeah, it was like Gauntlet almost. No. I mean, seeing that picture, it reminds me of Gauntlet. And uh, so you had your party and then you just went... And it was on, it was a multiplayer. It was yeah. an MMORPG. Hmm. It, it was like World of Warcraft. It was huge. That long ago, huh? Yeah. Shit. So, and you could log out, log in... Do and then you didn't have that graphical, but this is what you had right here. So, uh, pretty spectacular, all in all. I mean, I could play a fucking thing, but we're doing a movie review, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Um, it all works together, anyways. And this was uh, released in 1991, so again, four full years before anything else like that. So, like I said, when when we're talking about Donna Dixon, I'm sorry, Donna Rice. <laughs> We're talking about Donna Rice and this whole 1994 online pornography thing, you know? I mean, it, that's, in it, that's in its super infancy, and th- you don't hear anybody talking about enough is enough. You hear about Me Too, you hear about all this other stuff, you don't hear one word about enough is enough. 
Yeah, it looks like uh, like if you go scroll down to their activities, it looks like they just pick something every once in a while to deal with, and and some topic. I yeah, look, enough is enough was engaging in community level actions to get across their view of the effects of pornography upon society, such as raiding magazine stands, protesting against adult businesses, and speaking on radio and television talk shows. Stay the fuck out of my life. If I'm not if I'm not hurting you, stay the fuck out of my life. What I've learned about, you know, people's own proclivities is you stop someone from something that they're into, they're going to find a way to get into it one way or another. And you telling people that you they can't fucking watch porn just going to make them want to watch porn even more and they're going to find a way and they might even find a worse way. Yeah, to fucking see it. So, yeah, it's it's called education. Mm-hmm. You know, Forcing people to do things, uh, it, you know, they're, these heavy-handed tactics where, you know, don't you dare do this, or you'll be in trouble. Yeah. Well, that makes me want to do it even more. Yeah. And you know, I, and and most people like me will do do stuff like that. Don't you drink and drive? Well, I already got my DUI, so whatever. I learned my mistake, but still, people still do it. Yeah. You know, uh, opposite uh the group effectively lobbied the U.S. Congress to include restrictions against online obscenity in the Communications Decency Act. Opposition of the bill came from the ACLU. Uh, Nebraska Senator James Axon, co-sponsor of the measure, credited Jepson and Hughes with helping to find common ground between Christian conservatives and pro-business Republicans on the issue. Again, you're letting uh, Christian conservatives, you're, you're letting, it's supposed to be a separation of church and state, but be letting religion affect how this nation is governed. And you can't do that. This is a separation of church and state. It doesn't really matter, though. Uh, we want to do everything we can to protect children, but we want to build its constitution effective, blah, blah, blah. The group's connection in Washington helped the coalition succeed in passing the legislation, and Jefferson and Hughes became recognized as influential lobbyists. Um, yeah, it just seems like random shit every few years that they have. Yeah. Well, in 1997, the court ruled... Uh, large parts of that bill was un- unconstitutional. Hughes became a national, nationally recognized campaigner against online pornography. Steve Case called her a key voice in the debate over how we, t- how we best build this new medium and make it a safe place for families. She won personal praise from legislative opponents and compliments from people like Larry Flint, uh, which is fine. Look, I mean, you, we, you do have to have protection for children and yada, 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 but... Um, Again, I, I just, uh, I believe that most of these, let's see, yeah, it's every couple of years. 2009, they criticized Microsoft's Bing search engine for displaying preview clips of videos on search results pages and potentially exposing children to sexually themed content, except you turn on the TV. Yeah. Uh, enough and turn on Nickelodeon. <laughs> enough is enough. Release the Internet Safety 101 curriculum consisting of a four-part DVD uh, teaching series, workbook, and resource guide, rules and tools, booklet and website to prevent Internet-initiated in- crimes against children through education, equipping, and empowering parents, educate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 2014, EIE launched a national porn-free Wi-Fi campaign uh, encouraging McDonald's and Starbucks to lead corporate America in filtering porn and child porn on public Wi-Fi. Uh, fine. Uh, that's acceptable. Um 
in 2016, the Children's Internet Safety Presidential Pledge, which asked presidential candidates if elected to make a pledge to defend the innocence and dignity of America's children by forcing the existing federal laws and advanced public policies designed to prevent the sexual exploitation of children online and to make the Internet safer for all. You, it's, you can't. It's, it's fucking Internet's wild, wild west. You can't govern that stuff. And that's, again, educating us, the public, on how to be able to protect our children by showing us how to filter those sites out and stuff like that. But I could see, though, I could see a um, slippery slope when it comes to uh, regulating shit. Like, oh, hey, the net neutrality thing, right? Then if that ends up stick- sticking forever, then what's the next step? Some more rules. Some more problems. No, we want net neutrality. That's what I'm saying. They just they passed that law that there is that it took away net neutrality. Right. So you know, and what if that ends up sticking and it doesn't get and, and reversed? Still, it's, it's still being fought. Yeah. I mean, there's too many there's too many uh, advocacy groups out there that will fight it till the end, until they run out of money, and then they'll get more. Yeah. Well, and, I, and look, care. and that, I, I hope so, but you know, it's still it's it's. I could see where, it, you know, if you keep trying to regulate the, the Internet, what's going to happen? It, it's, you know, you're going to have people revolting, of course, but otherwise, if, if people allow this shit to happen, they're just going to take more and more freedom away until all of a sudden there's nothing nothing worthwhile to do any at all on the Internet. You can do it all on the Internet now. It doesn't matter. The net neutrality thing hasn't affected anybody enough yet that uh, um, it's worth worrying about, but... That's because a lot of states are, are fighting this whole, the, the FCC thing. Yeah. And that's what it comes down so to. Companies that, that could it, exploit it, they're just not pushing hard yet with it. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, All right. So <laughs> back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important to get some yeah. of that stuff out of the way. I mean, with, with the way everything has shown up, it makes, first and foremost, they make Donna... Do, I was gonna say Donna Dixon again. They make Donna Rice look like she's um, she's a victim. Oh yeah, totally. They totally made her look like the whole movie. She looked like deer in the headlights. Yeah, they they made her look like a victim. They made it look like she even her friend was the she like, didn't have a choice about what she was yeah, doing. Even her friend was like this disapproving fucking person who was like you know the, oh hey everybody they're just taking advantage of you. Yeah, like it just yeah it it seemed kind of yeah so. I, I, I and I threw that part out, you know. After watching most of the movie, it was just like, all right. So, what are the important parts? We understand Gary Hart cheats on his wife. Well, he doesn't cheat; she knows. Yeah. Um. It's it's a open relationship. Yeah. Um. That the whole thing backfired on him, you know, because the American public, well, not the American public necessarily, but the reporters are the ones that dictate what the American public yeah. and his. His stubborn Re- belief, Gary Hart's stubborn belief that his privacy is his privacy. Right. And he's like, well, you know, look, everyone deserves their privacy. I don't care how fucking famous you are, but you have to understand that when you're in the spotlight, dude, you, you mean you got to expect this shit. Yeah. It's just it's just territory, right? It comes with it. So unfortunately, yeah. So I mean the whole, I mean he fought that shit tooth, tooth and nail. Yeah. I mean and he I mean and Hugh and Jackman and most of us are in agreement with the whole privacy thing. What you do in your private life has no effect on how you do your business. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I, I think uh, yeah, I agree for the most part. So so 
You know, um, I mean, you, it, some things could be character traits, you know, that, you know, you wouldn't want certain people if they're doing nasty things or certain kinds of shady things in their private life, you know. Who? You mean who? Name one person that's running this country that you don't want running this country. He's <laughs> a little orange, isn't he? A little orange. We know like, everything about that guy. Um, I don't know. I don't want, dude. I don't. I don't even want to get into a full on thing about. No, the, I, the, the but audit. what I'm saying is, is that you you brought up this whole thing and you know character traits and la la la. You have an entire, let's just say it, shadow government that's running things. Mm-hmm. Federal Reserve. You have a whole bunch of people. You have the media people that are running this fucking country. Yeah. You know, so they have control of they have control of the media. They yeah. have control of communications. They have control of uh, uh, power yeah. and water. Think about that. Yeah. So what you just said was you don't want any of these people that have shady backgrounds to be running things. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And that's the fucked up part about all of it. You know, I mean, look, how many of these people make visits to uh, Orgy Island? Yeah, exactly. You know, or go to those fucking eyes wide shut parties where they're also wearing masks. And, but again, does it affect you? Not. Uh, not like uh, what is it like? Not an obviously. It doesn't obviously affect. Does me. it personally affect you? Um, are they stepping in? Are are they in the way of you uh, making a living for yourself? Are they are they telling you what to do and what not to do? Not really. No. With, I, mean, I mean, with few exceptions. I mean, obviously, there's the there's TV that tells you what to do and what not yeah. to do. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there, is, there's ripples of, of things, but I, I, you know, I mean, overall, I'm still capable of yeah. going out and. They're doing literally things. not standing in your way. Yeah. And, but we do have those people that are trying to tell you what to do and what not to do. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I still believe that our government wants to keep us fucking dumb, and and so that we're constantly accepting the way things go. Right, but they're not doing that. It's not the government. Fine, the system. I'll just say the system. Okay. It's media, which is part of the system. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I mean, it's I don't. Even, well, I don't even trust any of these fucking people because all of them's got something, something to hide. Right. I, right. But look at. I mean, this. This whole thing that we're talking about with the media and whatnot. Look, the media destroyed a career. Mm-hmm. Gary Hart's career was completely destroyed yeah. because of two factors. One, he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he was stupid in dealing with them. He's not a stupid man. Um, but the way that he went about you know, handling he it was was thinking too much with fucking, his second head. No, he wasn't. He wasn't he was thinking he was being pragmatic. That had nothing to do with thinking with his second head. He destroyed himself because he was pragmatic. Why is it important to you what I do with my personal life? And he stuck with that. And then the fucking the fucking Miami Herald ran with it and sold millions of papers and destroyed his career over it. Mm-hmm. He got caught cheating. Well, you were caught with this lady in your house. And that's all the, the, the fucking American public doesn't give a shit that there was a back door to his place. The fucking American public doesn't care about this, that, and the other thing because if you write it properly, you can fucking manipulate the way that it's written so that people will believe everything that you say and make the other person look like a complete fucking fool. And that's exactly what they did to Gary Hart. Dirty laundry. Exactly. Give us your dirty laundry. Yeah. Kick them when they up, kick them when they down. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Then look. I know that this you um, you described uh, this film after we saw it like it wasn't that good of a film because it doesn't really cover much. Yeah, this is this is a blanket statement film. Yeah, but it is great character at, um, performances. Right, and that's what sold me on it because I was I was I was impressed by the performances. Hugh Jackman was amazing. Uh, Vera Farmiga is his wife. 
was good. I thought Hugh, Hugh Jackman was okay. J.K. Simmons fucking was, I was just gonna, outstanding. I was going to get to him, yeah. I mean, J.K. always, man, he's the savior of the fucking day. Have you seen Whiplash yet? The mm, one, I've seen some of it. The one he won the Oscar for? doesn't really matter if I have or haven't. Oh, I, I, well, I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know you've seen him in so many other things. Right. But, I mean, in Whiplash, dude, I mean, god damn, that was... <sighs> he does a voice in, in um, Gravity Falls. Yeah, and M&M's, and I know. Yeah. You know. This is an envelope. Yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> But he does. He does. Um, he does a main character in in Gravity Falls. Yeah, he does a couple of characters actually. He does a couple of characters not just in Gravity Falls, but he does a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. You know? and it, he's he's an amazing actor. He, Alfred Molina was in this too. Yeah, he J.K. Simmons makes acting look easy. He makes acting. He makes bad films better. Yeah, and not this is not a bad film, but if he weren't in this film, this would be an. <laughs> I think this. I mean, he. If if you give it a point system, like this film is a six right now, mm-hmm. as it's as it stands, because I agree with a lot of the reviewers. Yeah. But if if J.K. Simmons and Alfred Merlina weren't in this film, this film would be a three. Mm-hmm. And Bill Burr too. <laughs> Bill yeah. Burr in this film ups the ante. Yeah. And he and he doesn't think he's a good actor, but God damn it, Bill Burr is a good fucking actor. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's another one of those natural guys. Yeah, if I ever run into him, I'll tell him to go fuck himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't listen to his podcast at all, do you? No. He, every time someone writes in and or he ends the show, he always says, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and we, he's stealing it from us. And when people r- write him letters, <laughs> the, the eh, letters, go, every letter that people write him... Yeah, go fuck yourself. Every letter ends with them saying to him, go fuck yourself. Oh, Mike Judge was in this too. That's yeah, right, so it's part of the shtick of his show. Go fuck yourself. And so. go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, um, like I said, he stole it from us. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Burr was great, man. I remember when he, when he, because I forgot he was in the movie. And then he showed, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I already knew he was in the movie. Um, there's, like I said, there's a story that he, he's been telling, which is that one point during, there's a confrontation with him in the alley scene. Yeah. And uh, the other actor, um, uh, was that Mike Judge? I think it was Mike Judge. No, Mike Judge was only in Assistance. the actual. Uh, he was in the actual. Um, you know, uh, the Miami Herald offices. He wasn't. He never went out on the, in the field with him. It might have been Steve Zissis. Anyways, Bill Burr and it plays Pete Murphy and Tom Fielder. Are I think it's who it is. Go out and um, confront uh, Gary Hart. Yeah, in the, in the alley. Yeah. So they're in the alley, and Bill Burr had, pulls out his his notepad. And he dropped it. Well, as he was telling the story, he's like, yeah, so so I'm out there, and I'm doing my thing, and I dropped the fucking notepad, you know? That's, that's the way Bill Burr is. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I was like, oh, fuck, now they're going to have to do a retake. Yeah. So I pick it up, and then, you know, they do take two or whatever. So they kept the take in where he dropped the notepad. Yeah. Because it was more of a natural occurrence yeah. than anything else. That's real life, dude. That, that's how that's, that happens in real life. Right. So he wasn't sure. He's just like, I think I fucked up that whole part. <laughs> but I got to be a Hugh Jackman film. So uh, also, um, Kevin Pollak was really good. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, just all around, man. I, I loved all the the actor performances in this movie. It was it just kept me interested, you know, because I love seeing good actors just just eat up the scenery, man. Yeah. You but know? but J.K. Simmons just stole the fucking stole the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, 
Every time he's like, "Fuck this and fuck that, and fuck you and fuck them." And you know what? It. If I ever see that he's going to be doing like a, like any kind of stand, like theater or anything, I, I would love to go see that just to see him on stage. You yeah. know, well, performing. I he's I think he's beyond that. Oh, probably. I mean, you, I, there's a lot of times though where there's a shitload of actors that will they'll take a little bit of time and do some theater work. I don't think he is one, but it would be cool to see him do that. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Well. I don't see anything. So, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, I did not. I did not think that we were gonna see this movie that week. I, you know, because I, I figured, you know, see something else. Because you, you don't like politics. I don't like politics. Even though I, I like Hugh Jackman a lot, I just, I wasn't really that interested. So when you said, yeah, let's go see the front runner, I was like, okay. <laughs> just, it, I guess because you wanted a different, you wanted a change, right? Just something different. Yeah, I, I was, I was just to the point where. I kind of wanted to see the movie just based off of the idea that this is the, this was the campaign that changed politics forever. Yeah. And um, by the way, the last theater thing that uh, Simmons did was in 1994. Mm-hmm. So that's been uh, you know 25 years. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's not one of those actors that does it. Right? No, he's not. He's too busy. <laughs> Everyone wants him for something. Yeah, I mean, he did. You know, let's see, voiceover for Justice League, The Simpsons. Kim Possible, American Dad, Phineas and Ferb, Ben 10, The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack, uh, Party Down, The Life and Times of Tim, Batman the Brave and Bold, Ben 10, Ultimate Alien, Generator Rex, Jesus Christ, Pound Puppies, Robot Chicken, Avengers, My- Earth's Mightiest Heroes, he played J. Jonah Jameson, uh, The Venture Brothers, Cops Uncuffed, um, The Legend of Korra, Ultimate Spider-Man, Lego Marvel Superheroes, um... Avengers Assemble, Hulk, and the Agents of Smash. I really think they should have him come back in in Spider Man in the new Spider Man movies and have him play J. Jonah again. Archer, SpongeBob. Because he was fucking great as J. Jonah Jameson. Give some some Christmas meat. <laughs> Christmas meat. You know that he's gonna be remember that for that forever. You can go up and see him and be like, Hey, hey, how about some Christmas meat? And he's just like, Oh, Fucking Christmas meat. Actually, I would probably hit him with the um his his character's lines from uh, the Mexican because that's the first time I first thing I remember seeing him in because he he played a memorable character. Well, at least to me, that's an envelope. <laughs> an envelope. Um, yeah, I love this character in because uh, he was uh he was Brad Pitt's friend, but he was also um told to kill Brad Pitt. And right. I'm, I'm just doing my portion, Jerry. I'm just doing my portion. Just doing my portion. <laughs> Yeah. I, I will do that as a flick of the week soon because The Mexican <laughs> is an underrated movie, in my opinion. It really is. I've seen that movie. It's fucking hilarious, dude. And I so. love how Gene Hackman shows up at the end of it, and, you know. And, and that's, well, that had Gandolfini in it, too, right? Yeah. He, yeah, played, yeah. A, he played a gay hitman. Yep. So. Yeah, this is for Frank. <laughs> Pop. This is for Frank. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I can do limited Gandolfini, but. My son Kendrick, dude, I think he could become a really good voice actor because there's some things he can do. Um, you got Futurama on, on the TV in the background. He can do uh, he can do Bender really well. Like he'll do, you know, kiss my shiny metal ass, bite, bite my shiny yeah, metal bite, ass, yeah, bite my shiny metal ass, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, man. You gotta do it slowly though. Bite yeah. my shiny metal ass. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I, I'd probably give uh, the front runner about. <laughs> I, I give it like a six, you know. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with this movie. I think it's a good movie. Um, it's not 
you know, we used to do this thing. Uh, is it going to be memorable? Yeah. Uh, is it part of pop culture? Obviously, it is because of what it's what it what, started. What yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's important. It, it's important. It's an important time period piece. Right. But I, it's not a movie I don't think I'd ever want to see again. Yeah. This is not a this is not a movie that's a rewatchable. Yeah. I mean, would you buy it on DVD? No. Yeah. You know, uh, would you rent it? I would I would rent it if I hadn't seen it in theaters. Yeah, yeah you know, or wait for it to come out on yeah. HBO or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those movies that again, I mean, it, it's a good movie, but it's you know. Yeah, and I loved I loved his like Hugh Jackman's reactions, like when he was in the alleyway, he was like, "Why the fuck are you here?" You know. This is also coming from guys that you know we're we're mostly action adventure, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> type, you know, well, I'm an, I I love animated films and mm. action adventure well, films. I'm all over the place, man. I you know, just like with music, I love all a bunch of different kinds of music. Right. So, when it comes to movies, I I like that too. I like, you know, different changes. I'm talking about if you would buy the film, you know, the type of the type mm-hmm. of movie that you prefer to buy. There's certain dramas I will buy, like like um, you know, like Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, stuff like that. Those are movies right. I, I want to own. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do that. I, it, um, there are certain movies that I would buy that are dramas, but yeah. other than that, I mean, for the most part, uh, I st- I stay away from them. Yeah. Only problem now is I I'm too busy. I I don't you know if all, I'm trying to catch up on all these things on Netflix and stuff like that, and all this stuff we got to do. I, I don't have time to. I don't grab movies off my shelves anymore very much anymore. Right. Only if something stands out to me, I'm like, I need to watch this now. Otherwise, so I've got like fucking 1,500 movies that I just don't watch. <laughs> They're just art. They're just wall art. It's wall art. Yeah. Uh, look at my collection. Make, a, just... make a collage out of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so Art blanket. So yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, to anyone that likes good drama, good acting, um, and, and just to see what it was like in that time period, you know, before, before uh, the media was um, constantly just in everyone's face. Face yeah. nonstop when there was only three channels. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean there was cable, but yeah, this is this is the before before. Yeah, because if Michael Jackson had died in 1987, you wouldn't have seen the shit you saw in 2009 when he died, where it was on every channel nonstop for days and days and days. Yeah, like Princess Diana or God damn, it just, uh, whoever else. Like fucking, I it was happening so much. I, I'd wake up and go, "Is Michael Jackson still dead?" Oh yeah, there it is on the TV. Yeah, I'm like fuck. Okay, I, I get it. We're having a vigil outside Michael Jackson's home. Now we're having a vigil outside the hospital where he died. <laughs> now we're having a vigil outside, you know, at Quincy Jones's house. Yeah, at Quincy <laughs> Jones's house, and uh, uh, outside his favorite hot dog stand. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Now we're trying to talk to Elizabeth Taylor about it. Yeah, she's yeah. been dead for three years, but still, we're waiting for <laughs> we're waiting for a response. Yeah. God damn, man! It just grab on anything, don't they? Yes. Man, they're the TMZs, aren't they? Everyone, you know, everyone's TMZ. That, fuck them. We'll yeah. just call them all TMZ. Yeah. All right. So, all I'm a lawyer. As, uh, as, what do they call, um, remember Morton Downey Jr.? Yep. Yeah. Well, I was watching Predator 2, and he <laughs> was on it, right? Yeah. And he does this, his, the TV show that he has on is called Hardcore. Yeah. Which is basically like, you know, hard times or uh, a current affair or anything else like yeah. that. So. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. It's a war zone down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The governor needs to get out of his house in Santa Cruz or wherever the hell he yeah, was. Yeah, he's on vacation. Here's he needs to come down here and get the National Guard and get this shit under control. Yeah, why didn't the predator kill his fucking ass? Because uh, <laughs> he died of a heart attack not soon after. Yeah, that's right. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good, man. Front runner. Yep. Rent it if you Thumbs if you up. like drama. Good acting. So, yes. There we go. All right. And uh, the next movie we are going to be... 
reviewing. Uh, we, we'll do our picks of the week, which is uh, going to be Sorry to Bother You and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Parts one and two, actually. We'll just get that both, both of them done. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Aquaman. And then Bumblebee. Stop pointing at me. Don't point at me. <laughs> My son went and saw that yesterday with his friend, and he they didn't stay after the end credits, so he didn't miss that scene, that's the Batman 66 scene. Or, I mean, the Spider-Man 66 cartoon at the end. Uh, yeah. He's like, don't point at me. I'm pointing at you. You don't point at me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you fucking missed it. You're pointing at me. Yeah. God damn it. That's funny. I know. So uh, Yeah. Uh, I, Spider-Man 2099. But I don't care what anyone says. I think that um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should win um, Best Animated Feature of the Year. You know, over even over Incredibles, the Incredible sequel. You know, because that animation was just goddamn amazing. Yep. But we'll get into that. That's yep. another. That's another show for you. So stay, stay tuned and uh, and God damn it, if you like what we're saying, share the fucking show. Yeah. Don't get all angry. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your mistress. Tell your enemies. Yeah. Tell, tell your frenemies. Tell your gay lover. Tell everybody. Yeah. Tell your dog. Well, I don't think your dog can share, but fuck it. Yeah. Tell your dog to share it. <laughs> share the podcast. What is that, girl? You listen to a couple of average shows. Couple of average shows. And they're in a well? Yeah. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to do it. Yeah. All right. What was that? If you were an animator. Have you ever seen the, the dog voiceover of the German Shepherd? Did you know what I had? No. What did you have? <laughs> it was in the refrigerator, and I took it out, and it was a steak, and I ate it. Oh, no. <laughs> It's bacon. You ever never saw the dog, the talking dog, fucking. When was it? It was a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I quit. I for the most part, I quit watching television, regular television. Like not that. the television, you doorknob. You done a fucking viral video. This guy. I don't think I saw it. My kids probably saw it. They watch every fucking. Do you want to learn to draw professional? No, no, I don't. So go fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Food, you know, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So, yeah. So you know, I I went to the fridge and I opened up the meat drawer. You know what the meat drawer is, right? Yeah. What was in there? Well, I'll tell you what was in there. You know that bacon that's like maple. It's got maple flavor. The maple kind, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I took that out, and I thought. Yeah. I know who would like that. Me. So I ate it. Oh no. You kidding me? Nope. Not kidding. You know, I also noticed there was some beef in there. Yeah, you know, steak. You know, juicy. Well, I ate that too. <laughs> but I went back to the fridge just a few minutes ago, and I put something together really special. You're gonna love this one. I took some chicken. Yeah. I put some. Yeah, I yeah. put some cheese on it, and I. Covered it with... Covered it with what? I covered it with cat treats. Yeah. Then guess what? What? I gave it to the cat. <laughs> if I have... I think I have seen that. Everybody's um, seen that goddamn thing. And I, it's been mimicked so many fucking times, too, because I've seen other versions of this, you know? Well, that guy actually does, like, if you film your animals doing whatever, yeah. he'll do a voiceover for the animals. You uh, pay him, and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's good. So just like um the the um uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> stop it now. Hey, hey, hey. Remember how you See? wanted the kitten? Yep. I went to the pet store today. No way. Yep, I did. 
Well, come on, let's go. But, I want to see Hang it. on, keep your collar on. Huh? You wanted a girl. Yeah. A tabby. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I can't believe you got <laughs> me a cat. Uh, where is she? Is, is she out here? Wait, 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 wait. You didn't let me finish. Okay. So I went into the pet store um, and I looked at the snakes. Snakes? Oh, bleh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just go over here. Well, I didn't get one. No. Okay. Um. No, no. Then I went and I took a look around, right? Hmm. I looked at the uh, the guinea pigs. You know what guinea pigs are, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I looked at the mice, yep. gerbils, yep. parrots, yep. newts, yep. hamsters, yep. kittens. Yep. Oh, oh, that's it. That's where you stop because that's what you're <laughs> going to get me. Uh, then the hermit crabs. Oh, come on. Okay, you, you calm down now. You've gotten me a kitten. Or I'm going to chew this couch's arms right off. I will. Oh, you will. Now tell me what's going well, on. Went to the pet store. Yep. Saw the turtles. And, oh, come on. <laughs> What was that? Well, let me tell you. You listen? Yeah. Went to the pet store. Yes. There were shelter kittens, so I picked one up. No way! You got me a cat! <laughs> what does she look like? What does she look like? You want to go see her? Um, okay. Yes! Yeah! Let's, let's go! Oh! Yeah, just like we, the... We didn't get to see the payoff. The dog runs away because he didn't think that... He didn't know what a cat was. The uh, you know like the Star Wars uh, voiceover videos and, yeah, yeah. And, and the Walking Dead ones those are fucking hilarious man yeah the um, or or uh, the sport the NFL ones too yeah, are great that's I what I was just fucking love say. those some funny ass shit man all right so uh, let's fucking end this oh okay let's say fuck off all right or in the words of Bill Burr go fuck yourself fuck off all right all right.